As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of The Athletic FPL Podcast. I'm Mark McGerrigan. You'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. Recording this episode on Thursday morning. There's one game to go in Game Week 5, which is Leicester versus Manchester United this evening. Then it's another quick turnaround with a Saturday deadline for Game Week 6, 11am UK time. Erling Holland captainers were the winners midweek, with the Norwegian goal machine scoring another hat-trick. To bring his tally to nine goals in five Premier League matches, there really is a new king in FPL. On today's podcast, I'll do a quick review of Game Week 5, welcome two new members to the 59th Minute Club, update the watch list, answer 10 questions from Twitter, and take a look at captaincy and potential transfers for Game Week 6. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. A quick review of the Game Week so far, all my players have played, 85 points, big green arrow, with that one game to go. The plan was to bank the transfer, but I ended up making a late move for Perisic because it was strong reports that Rhys James hadn't travelled to Southampton, so I sold Rhys James, brought in Perisic, and as is often the case in this game, I would have been better off doing nothing because if I banked my transfer, Pereira would have came off the bench for James with a six-pointer, so overall not a great transfer, but wanted to play aggressively because I fancy getting Perisic because I did expect him to start that game. Captain Haaland for 34, Cancelo and Ederson returned 18 points between them, Salah and Martinelli both got 10, and Jesus got 6, and there was blanks for Perisic, Saliba, the double Liverpool defence again, and Rodrigo blanked and injured, so that's a problem now I need to deal with. Very warm welcome to the 59th Minute Club to Southampton's Romeo Lavia and Wolves' Nelson Semedo. So Lavia scored a brilliant goal but then picked up an injury and went off injured and unfortunately joins the club. So Lavia and Semedo, it's now a table of six with Coutinho, Sancho, Hickey and Jensen. So I think Coutinho is going to get the next round of drinks and they're going to welcome Lavia and Semedo to the club. As always, tag me in those tweets at the weekend if you see anyone else joining the club. 
a watch list update. Players removed, first of all, removed quite a few actually following the midweek action. Da Silva from Brentford is gone because he didn't start the game. Eze from Crystal Palace is also gone because if I'm going to invest in a Crystal Palace attacker, I'm going to find the cash for Wilfred Zaha who's having a very good start to the season. St. Maximin is injured so he's out of my thoughts as well at the moment just a very injury prone player always quite hard to trust him when it comes to fpl at wolves i've also removed guedes guedes has looked good since joining the club but wolves have liverpool and manchester city game week seven and game week eight so not the best time to go there probably look at wolves assets on the wild card if i end up doing it between game week eight and game week nine odegaard at arsenal also injured and i'm also tripled up already on saliba martinelli and jesus so odegaard is also being removed at manchester city again i'm tripled up on Ederson, Cancelo and Holland. So don't have any space for Foden or Gundogan at the moment. So both of those guys are gone. I was looking at some of the numbers today. Gundogan's numbers were quite good from that midweek game. Passed the eye test on match of the day as well. I think he created four chances. Always a bit of rotation risk there though. And Foden's just a very frustrating FPL ass. He got the assist, but then it came off after 55 minutes for a four-pointer. So very hard to trust him as well. I just favour double defence still so i'm going to stay there and obviously staying on holland as well so man city midfielders for me just going to swerve them for the time being again probably just reassess that when it comes to wildcard time welbeck also gone because he didn't start the midweek game just can't be buying players if they're not going to start every game and i've been saying it for a few weeks i prefer mitrovic and tony anyway i would say mitrovic is top of my list players added reese james sold them midweek straight back on the watch list and i'm not against getting him straight back in there's a question on him later so i'll come back to it also added his teammate fafana only 4.4 million in fpl if he goes in and becomes a regular starter which i think most of us expect he will 4.4 great price should improve their defense as well which has been an issue just one clean sheet so far so fafana one to keep an eye on not to buy just yet but as soon as we see him in the starting 11 I think a lot of people will flock to him again. Going to be a popular wildcard pickup, I think, to save cash. At Leeds, Sinistera got himself on the score sheet. Followed up a great goal he scored in the cup as well. Rodrigo's injured. I think a lot of Rodrigo owners will be tempted by Sinistera as a short-term punt before that wildcard if you haven't already played it. So Sinistera, going to talk about a few of the Leeds midfielders later as well. So I'll come back to him. And final player added, Anthony Gordon. He has been the shining light for Everton so far. And I've said previously, I wanted once we get to the ends of the transfer deadline, that's only then will I consider Gordon because there has been links with Chelsea. Transfer deadlines today. So if he's still at Everton, he's on the watch just now. But they do have some tricky fixtures coming up. They've got Liverpool and I think they've got another tricky one on the horizon as well. So again, Gordon on the watch list, but probably a couple of weeks time before he comes under consideration. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, 
courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobeUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Time to tackle some Twitter questions now. There was 125 replies to the tweet last night, which tells me there's not going to be too many people banking a transfer for the weekend. First question is from FPL206. Do those of us who somehow still don't have Holland need to get Holland despite a likely benching slash multiple upcoming games? So, yeah, if you, I think the short answer is if you don't have him, you just get him even though you might be concerned that he doesn't start this weekend. Even if he doesn't start this weekend, he got a hat-trick in 19 minutes recently. He got the first half hat-trick last night. So you just get him. He's he's just too good. And if you don't have him in, a, in your FPL team, you're really going to be up against it because he's going to be captained an awful lot every single game week, regardless of rotation worries and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, if you don't have Haaland, make it your priority to go and get him. Question from Seamus8... I know many of us suffered waiting for the perfect week last season for triple captain, only to pick the wrong double game week for Salah. Yes, I was one of those. So do we just pick the next time Holland plays a promoted team and be done with it? So yeah, I can, I can understand where this is coming from because he's playing so well. He's got back-to-back hat-tricks. He's an unstoppable force at the moment. So do we just triple captain him in a good fixture against a promoted team? over the next couple of game weeks. And for me, it still just comes back to double game weeks. You know, if you're new to the game, during the second half of the season, we will have game weeks where teams play twice. So you could possibly get Holland playing two games. Yes, he might not get 180 minutes, but he might get 120, 130 minutes. And that will always win out for me against a possible 90 minutes in a single game week fixture. So yeah, well done if you did triple captain him in the last two game weeks. That's very good use of that chip. But for those of us who've been playing the game for a long time, you'll see most of us waiting until the second half of the season for a double game week. And you can still do it on Holland. You know, you can do it on a single game week against a promoted team soon or just wait. And it doesn't matter who he's playing. Even if it's a double game week against two teams in the top 10, he could absolutely break the game in a double game week. So yeah, just wait would be my advice if you haven't done it already. Question from Andy Mack. Is Alvarez a viable option now with more expected minutes given the fixture congestion? All the talk was about Holland's hat-trick, but watching the highlights from that game, Alvarez was very, very impressive. In particular, that second goal, the way he took it in off the woodwork. So Alvarez, the issue is he's a forward in FPL. We've got Holland, we've got Jesus, who are in most teams. We've got players like Mitrovic that are just delivering week in, week out. So I don't really see a spot in my team for Alvarez. And he's going to be a rotation risk like the midfielders. So again, for me, it just comes back to to having Holland up front and having double city defence. To me, that just sounds better. I've got Ederson. I know he's going to play every week. Cancelo's in a pretty similar bracket. Plays most games. So that just feels better to me. I just want to get as many minutes as possible from my city players. And I can't say Alvarez is going to get me a huge amount of minutes. I wouldn't stop anyone from going and doing it. You could go both city forwards in your team. But again, I just think there's so many good forwards this season that there's no space for Alvarez in my squad going into game week six. Question from FPL Robin Hood. Those who shipped out James, do we get him straight back in? 
Yeah, like I said, I'm quite open to the idea. I've got a Rodrigo problem to deal with and only one free transfer. So I'm probably not going to be able to do so because I'm not going to take a hit for someone like Perisic to Reese James. If you don't have any issues in your squads, I think getting Reese James back in might be a good good idea because they've got West Ham at home, Fulham away, two good fixtures. They do have Liverpool then. But again, like I said, just one clean sheet for Chelsea also. So it depends how you feel about you know, points potential for East James. You're probably banking on attacking returns more so than clean sheets the way they've been playing this season. So yeah, I still think he is an elite FPL defensive option. And obviously part of me wishes I still had him now, given that Perisic blanked and Pereira got the points on the bench. So if I don't go back to East James this week, there's a good chance I'll go back to him on a wild card. Question from Gaza 2000s, Perisic keep or sell? So the Tottenham schedule looks like this. They've got Fulham at home on Saturday. They then play Marseille at home on Wednesday night. And then on Saturday, the following Saturday, they've got Manchester City away. So straight away, I think Perisic has to play the Man City game. Question is then, does he play Fulham and Marseille or does he just play one of them? And my guess would be just one of them. And I think it's it's pretty hard to predict. Does he set out the Champions League one or does he set out the Fulham one? I'm a new owner and disappointed by his blank and also now slightly concerned that he might not start against Fulham so I think my guess would probably given that he, I think he played 90 midweek surely there's a very good chance now he doesn't start the Fulham game maybe gets 20 minutes and then possibly starts Champions League and Manchester City so yes I'm worried does that mean I'm going to sell him Probably not because I've got the Rodrigo problem. But if I didn't have other issues and if I had two free transfers, I think it's absolutely fine to sell Perisic this week because there's you know legitimate concerns about game time for the weekend. Question from Holly Shands. Best Robertson replacements. Holly, like myself, is a very frustrated Robertson owner. Another disappointing game week. He has to go soon. Who are the replacements? So Cancelo, if you don't have him, is the place to go. Reese James is a good option. I still like Kukurea if you want to save cash in the Chelsea defence and you can't quite afford Reese James. Perisic, again, probably doesn't feel like the best time to buy him. So I probably wouldn't advise buying him this week with the rotation concerns. But long term, if you want to just buy him and, and keep him, let's say you've already played your first wildcard, you might want to just get Perisic and leave him there long term. Still think Walker's an okay option for double city defence. Should get plenty of minutes long term. Brighton options. Lewis Dunk, unfortunate for his new owner, has got the own goal. Still think he's a very good option because he'll play every game. Webster, similar. Estupinen, a lot of people went for him, got the assist for the penalty win. But when it comes to Estupinen, I still want to see more and I still feel a lot more secure in this period of congestion going for someone like Dunk or Webster because you know they're going to play every minute. Trippier, great option, great start to the season. Fixtures are a little bit better now as well. And I was going to mention Arsenal here as options as well from Robertson. But if Ramsdale's going to be out, he does have a hamstring issue. We're not really sure if he's going to play weekend or not. So we need to monitor that. But if Ramsdale is going to be out, I don't like the Arsenal defensive options as much. Also on Robertson, I think it's okay to keep him. Might sound a little bit crazy to say that. But Everton next, you know, they don't score a lot of goals. And then it's Wolves who also struggle to score goals. So because I've got the Rodrigo problem, Robertson might just have to stay until I wildcard, which is not ideal because I'm always, every time I watch Liverpool, in my mind it's Robertson versus Diaz. 
and Diaz to me always you know looks better in terms of point points potential. So yeah, Robertson might stay for me, but if you if you want to go for one of those replacements that I mentioned and you don't have other fires to fight absolutely fine to sell them of course on recent points next question is from matthew mclister if you're a wild card in today which two slash three liverpool players would you go for i still think i probably would have a triple up because of those next two fixtures and i think they are showing signs of improvement although i think henderson's picked up an injury now which is not ideal but looks like there could be a loan deal for a midfielder happening today ideal triple up for me it's still the same trent salah and diaz if i was wildcarding we've got to remember darwin is available again now from suspension and jota's getting closer also so we might have to get prepared for some rotation in the liverpool attack but yeah trent salah diaz remains the best triple up at the moment question from fpl kids before i go into the question fpl kids is a very good new podcast uh, it's eight-year-old Blake and his dad, and it's quickly become one of my favorite podcasts because I listen to a lot of FPL podcasts during the week. You know, it's very intense, it's very in-depth, it's stats, it's opinion, but it's very refreshing to listen to an eight-year-old's perspective. And sometimes an eight-year-old's perspective is much better than ours because it's just simple, no overthinking, just making decisions on what he sees in terms of points and stuff like that. So check out FPL Kids if you haven't already. It's nice and short and it's it's very enjoyable. So FPL Kids, Blake is asking, who is the best Rodrigo replacement? So I've got the same question this week. If you don't have any cash in the bank, the obvious options are Martinelli, if you don't have him. I'm going to mention him every week until everyone in the game owns him. The Leeds options have good fixtures. You've got Aronson, who I really like. You've got Harrison, and now you've got Sinistera as well. So Bamford will probably come back in, but those three guys should be pretty safe for game time. I am still slightly leaning towards Aronson because I just think at 5.5, it's a very good price. If I go Rodrigo to Aronson this week, it frees up almost a million quid because I think I can sell Rodrigo for 6.4. Probably won't sell him Thursday night, though. I might just take the price drop and just wait until Friday for all of the information. But Aronson is the one I'm leaning towards. Other options, you could go to Brighton. You've got Pascal Gross. You've got Trossard. They've got very good short-term fixtures as well. Keep an eye on Rashford against Leicester. If he does well on that one, he's another option at a similar price from Rodrigo. And then if you do have a bit of cash or if you're making two transfers, Wilfred Zaha, very good option at Crystal Palace. Question from Ugly Wolf with Holland and Jesus Essential. Which third striker is the best option? Tony, Mitrovic, Isaac or Firmino? So... Again, no players are ever essential in FPL, but I think the way they've priced some players this season, Jesus in particular, and the way Holland is playing, you've got to have both of those players. And that might be the case all season. So that means we might only have one free spot in our forward line that we can change. And I've got plans 4.5, but I'm quite keen to get to Mitrovic. So Mitrovic is the one I want. He's got two difficult fixtures next. I think it's Tottenham and Chelsea. That doesn't mean Mitrovic can't score in both games. I expect him to cause some damage. So I don't mind just going and getting him because his price is just going to keep going one way. So you may as well just buy him when he's about, I think he might be 6.7 or 6.8 now. He's going to be over 7 million soon. So there is a case to just be made to just get him and be done with it. And then you can focus your transfers elsewhere. So yeah, between Tony, Mitrovic, Isaac and Firmino, I 
favour Mitrovic. Isaac did look really good, uh, got on the score sheet, scored a very good goal as well, which was ruled out for a very close offside call. Firmino, I wouldn't go near him. He's been playing very well, but like I said, Darwin's back. Jota's going to be back soon. Firmino won't play every game, so we've probably missed out on those points. Tony is fine, but I like the Kai saving on Mitrovic. And then Harry Kane should be thrown into the mix here as well. Quite hard to fit him in if you've got... You know, two premiums already, but Kane is ticking along, you know, pretty nicely as well. So don't rule him out of your thinking either. But yeah, I think Holland, Jesus, Mitrovic is the front three I would like to have. Question from Tommy Tactics With there being 10 million accounts in the game now, is it time to rethink what we feel are good overall finishes in FPL? So yeah, FPL today, for the first time ever, has gone above 10 million. Now it's important to remember it's not. 10 million managers, it's 10 million accounts because of course there's a large number of people who are just making loads of teams, trying to win the weekly prizes, there's probably bots, there's robots, there's all kinds of people playing FPL these days. So we'll never really know what the true number of you know single engaged managers is. But the question is about finishes and yeah, I always say it and I've been trying to do this myself for a couple of years. The goalposts move every single season. Years ago, we said top 10K, we need to try to get top 10K and it just became a huge thing and it still is a huge thing. But, you know, top 10K five years ago is probably a top 50K now and even a top 100K now out of 10 million is absolutely, you know, it's a great season. If you finish top 100K out of 10 million, you're in a very low percentage of the overall players. So readjust your targets and my main advice is just don't put pressure on yourself to have a good season. Just have a have a fun season. Enjoy the season. Enjoy the challenges. Enjoy the ups. Enjoy the downs. Who cares about your overall rank? I mean, when you're on your deathbed, when you're 99 years old, is anyone going to ask you what your overall rank was in 2002 and 2003? Absolutely not. Well, maybe I will if I'm, if I'm coming to visit you, but most other people won't. So yeah, don't just try and play without the shackles of trying to have a good finish and that goes for many leagues as well obviously you want to beat your your mates and your work colleagues and all that kind of stuff and and family members most importantly but yeah don't don't take fpl too seriously and you'll get your most enjoyment out of fpl if you don't take it too seriously so always try always try and remember that this episode is supported by season three of fx's welcome to wrexham Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League Two after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the city's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher division. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenges and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. Catch all new episodes Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. On to Game Week 6 captaincy now. I think the four standout options are 
Holland and Kevin De Bruyne are away to Aston Villa. Obviously, Holland is slight risk of rotation. De Bruyne got a benching, so he will very likely start this one. Harry Kane is at home to Fulham and Salah is away to Everton. I put this poll on Twitter this morning. 5,000 votes returned. Holland, unsurprisingly, came out on top, 45.3%. Salah came second with 23.1%. Kane was third, 19.4%. And De Bruyne was fourth with just 12.2%. But I always think these polls are slightly skewed because not a huge amount of people own De Bruyne. And most people will just vote for the players they own or who they're planning to captain in this poll, no matter how you phrase it. Because I phrased it as, if you owned all four of these, who would you captain for Game Week 6? Just to try and get a better idea of, of who is really the best captain for this Game Week. So for me, haven't given it too much thought yet, but my first inclination is to just leave it on Holland. And I, that might be the case now for the long term yes there's rotation concerns yes he can score a hat-trick in 20 minutes if he comes off the bench and yes you get your vice captain if he doesn't play any minutes at all so I just think there's two he's just too good he's just too good and he's, he's breaking the game at the moment so why go against him um, so Holland for me but I will give it some more thought and hopefully we get some inclinations from Pep and stuff like that on in Friday's press conference Salah great option against Everton Kane's a good option against Fulham and I think De Bruyne is arguably the best captain this week because he's had his rest. You know he's going to play. But again, do you go for De Bruyne over Holland? It's very hard to do so. So yeah, Holland comes out on top for me. Good chance I'll just stay there for the weekend. Just before I move away from the captaincy, I wanted to mention the minutes. So Holland played 68 minutes midweek and City schedule is now, they play Saturday 5.30. Then they play Tuesday away to Sevilla. And then again, it's Saturday against Tottenham. So Make of that what you will and try and predict Pep, uh, which nobody is able to do. Game week six transfer thoughts. One free transfer, Rodrigo problem. So the easy thing to do is just sell Rodrigo for most likely Aronson. But those who I mentioned, Gross, Trossard, Sinistera and Rashford are under consideration as well. I put a tweet up last night that I was quite tempted to wildcard there is still some temptation there, but not as much as there was last night. If I did wildcard, the idea would be to get rid of Robertson, who is a weak link, Rodrigo, who is injured, and Perisic, who I think probably doesn't start the Fulham game. And the players I would bring in would probably be Rich James, Luis Diaz, and Mitrovic. But the more I think about it, it's not a huge amount of changes. And I still think I'll stick to the plan of the international break wildcard, which is between game week 8 and game week 9. I'd rather have two weeks to make my wildcard squad rather than you know less than two days now if I, if I hit the button. So I'm going to give it some more thoughts after the game tonight and into Friday. I think the press conference comments will dictate whether I wildcard or not. At the moment, at the time of recording, I'm probably leaning towards you know 80% not wildcarding, but that 20%, that could grow dependent on comments on players like Perisic and all that kind of stuff and, and predicted lineups, you know, look at all that stuff on Friday. So don't be massively shocked if you see my squad on Saturday morning and there is a wildcard triggered. But again, on the current information, probably we'll just sell Rodrigo uh, for Aronson or one of the other guys because I mean like I said Robertson's okay to keep I would like to get Mitrovic but he does have Tottenham and Chelsea next so maybe the best thing to do is just wait until game week between game week 8 and game week 9 
best of luck for this weekend's matches and I'll talk to you again on Monday to review the action and look ahead to game week 7 the game weeks really are flying by I can't believe we're, we're talking about game week 6 game week 7 already if you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support me visit patreon.com forward slash FPL general where you'll get extra podcasts a Thursday night live stream and a team reveal before each deadline thanks for listening folks The Athletic. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub an official partner of The Athletic.